If I told you about a man who entered Jerusalem, who was praised as the saviour of Israel, and I told you about people waving palm branches and shouting Hosanna, who would you think of? I'm pretty sure that most people would think of Jesus. And I'm equally sure that not very many people would think, hmm, that sounds like Judas Maccabeus. But that is, in fact, who I had in mind. Nearly 200 years before that first Palm Sunday, Judas Maccabeus entered Jerusalem like a conquering king. At the time, the Seleucid Empire had taken control of Jerusalem and the Jewish people. The Seleucids were basically Hellenized Assyrians, that is to say Assyrians who'd been heavily influenced by Greek culture. And they were led by a despot of a man called Antiochus Epiphanes, and he really had it in for the Jews. He wanted to completely obliterate their culture. He even sacrificed pigs in the temple, and you can imagine how that went down. So there was a huge revolt led in the end by Judas Maccabeus, who was victorious against the Seleucid army. In the final showdown, he was outnumbered five to one, uh, and yet he emerged uh, victorious. He emerged triumphant. And you can imagine the excitement when this hero, this Messiah, entered Jerusalem. Fast forward 200 years, uh, Jerusalem is again under the control of a foreign power, this time the Romans, and people were excited about this Jesus, uh, who had even raised people from the dead. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the crowds waved palm branches and they shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. What do you suppose they were expecting? They're expecting someone like Judas Maccabeus, a military and political leader who would, who would push the Romans out by force and uh, liberate the Jewish people. They're expecting someone who would come and do battle against the Romans. And Jesus did go down to Jerusalem on that final occasion to do battle, but not against the Romans, not against uh, flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The religious leaders and the crowds shouted for Jesus' crucifixion. The Romans delivered it, but standing behind these human agents were spiritual forces of evil. And we know that on the cross, Jesus won a decisive victory over them. Nevertheless, those spiritual forces of evil are still at work in the world today, and they will continue to be until Jesus returns. We too must do battle against these forces of evil. And this letter to the Ephesians highlights the equipment that is at our disposal. The letter to the Ephesians, generally speaking, it paints this beautiful picture of what the church is and how it should function. It's this new multi-ethnic society, Jews and non-Jews of of every nation and tribe coming together under Christ, unified by the Holy Spirit, uh, with each person exercising different gifts for the benefit of the whole. A people called to live in harmony and purity. A new humanity with Christ at the head. Uh, It sounds wonderful, doesn't it? And it is. But at the end of all that, we're brought back down to earth with a bump. We will face opposition. There will be a battle, not just against other human beings, but against the spiritual forces 
of evil. Our reading begins, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And in that sentence, we see the same three Greek words that are used in chapter one, where it talks about uh, the power that raised Christ 